Hello and welcome. This is Vanessa Graulich and today I want to talk about the five tactics to win a negotiation according to FBI agent Chris Voss. Uh, Chris, or Mr. Voss, he wrote uh, a book, which is a bestseller, called Never Split the Difference. Uh, he's actually a former FBI top hostage negotiator. And basically the book says, negotiating as if your life depending on it. The book basically talks about his experience of dealing with, uh, you know, terrorists, uh, people that basically, you know, have always the worst intentions and zero sympathy or empathy, right, <laughs> in life. And then he explains how these five tactics can help anyone just basically, you know, win a negotiation. And when you say winning a negotiation, it's not so much like, oh, they're going to do everything I want. No, it's trying to find the best efficient way to get something from here to just get it done. Now, let's start with uh, um, number one, tactic number one. Tactic number one says, mirror words selectively. Now, when he says to mirror, he says, repeat the last one to three words, your counterpart, your counterpart, just say it back to them. So, um, for example, he says that if you mirror the last words or three words, then the counterpart is already saying, okay, he did listen to me or she did listen to me. And you're already building a connection of, so what you want is, so let's say that I'm the person and I say, all what I want is this to get done. Then you're going to say, okay, so you want to get this done. So that's basically why it says mirror words selectively, because as you can see now, if I tell you I want to get this done, and then I repeat to you and I'm the counterpart and I said, okay, so you want to get this done. You smile. He talks a lot about, uh, you know, body language. When you smile, According to the statistics that he said in, you know, in another speech, because I had to do a little bit of research before doing the podcast, he says 31% of your brain is more effectively if we are in a good mood. So he always says the first thing you should do is just smile. Hey, how are you doing? Do a nice introduction to yourself. Hello, how are you doing? This is Vanessa Growlish. I have this offer. Let's talk about it. Blah, 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 blah. And even if it's on a text messages, and I use emojis a lot because I feel the emojis kind of like, you know, bring, light up the, you know, the person. And it does work because if you're in person and you smile, it's not the same like, you know what? I would like this, this and that. They say, I want this, this and that. Much more different the body language. Let's go with number two. Number two is practice tactical empathy. Tactical empathy, how he describes it, is that if, the, if I intentionally put you in a good mood, this is how he, he talks, and if you, if, I, if you understand that I understand your emotions and where you're coming from, then the person, the counterpart, is just basically going to be less defensive. So for example, he says, um, it looks, he says like these examples, it sounds like you're afraid of, or it looks like you're concerned about, and that way he says you're going to start disarming them. And when he says disarming them, basically just trying to get why is the real reason that you really want this on the negotiation? Is it something emotional? Is it something that is rational? So he says practice tactical empathy. Number three, get to a no. So he says being pushed for yes makes people defensive. They feel a trap. And then he says here, lawyers actually have a name for this and they call it cornery. Who wants to be cornery? 
But saying no makes the speaker feel safe, secure, and in control, so trigger it. So he says, for example, it's now, it's now about time to talk. If they say no, you got them. Um, have you given up on the project? Again, I'm using his example. So this is basically how to get to a no. Sometimes when you have very, and I don't want to say aggressive negotiators, I want to say the, the, the ones that are very demanding and you know, assertive, like I want this, 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 and that, um, you might, you know, you smile, you try to figure out, okay, what is exactly that you're looking for and how we can both make this efficient. Now get to a no is that you feel that person is, well, da, 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 and you said, maybe this is, is this a good time to talk about it? Because maybe we can talk about it in the next 10, 20 minutes. They say no, bingo, you already want your first step. Number four, trigger, that's right. So um, he says, the moment you have convinced someone that you understand their dreams and feelings is the moment a negotiation breaks through because they're going to say, that's right. This, the word that's right, basically what it is, it is a response by summarizing and reaffirming how your counterpart feels and what they want. So, you know, if you tell them, okay, so you're looking for this, this and that, and they say, that's right, you already, you already made a connection with the counterpart and saying, okay, I understand your terms, I might not agree with them, I'm gonna try to go ahead and go and figure out what is the most efficient way so that we can both be in the same page. So if you trigger that, that's right, that tells the other counterpart and yourself that you're both in the same page, when it comes to like, I understand you, you don't understand me. Number five, uh, create the illusion of control. Most of us want to be on control, especially when you're doing negotiations, right? You always wanna you know, feel that you have that power. And it's, I, I feel like when, when things, there's always gonna be a winner and there's always gonna be a loser because there's not a winner if there's not a loser. And if we talk about, life probabilities is going to always have a winner and there's always going to have a loser because you're going to have an outcome that can happen against one that cannot happen. So how do you create the illusion of control? So this is what he says. The secret to gaining the upper hand in a negotiation is to give the other side the illusion of control. Don't try to force your opponent to admit that you're right. Ask questions that begin with how, what? So he says, not only not only that will give you time to think about what to do in the next step, but it will also, it will also make them think like, well, I do want this, but how do I do it? I'm, you know, something that an irrational thing that they might want in the negotiation, instead of saying like, no, I'm not going to do that. The question will be, okay, so how do we reach that in a rational way? Less costly than the option that I'm giving you. Can you tell me how do you do it? And that's basically I think one of the best ones, because I feel like when someone is demanding something in a negotiation and the questions, how, what, and then you start bringing numbers, then things get a little bit in a different you know, situation. For example, when you are negotiating, I think what is the important thing when you are a buyer? Well, let's make sure, or buyer or seller, it doesn't really matter. What are the tax rates? If you have all this information, it's much easier then to do the negotiation tax rates, um, inspection report, anything that is basically objective that no one can fight do plus two, most likely you're going to have um, a little bit of leverage and it's going to make the negotiation a little bit easier. Uh, besides that, 
again, he just says to do a smile. These are my, <laughs> my notes. He also talked about in one of the other videos about the F war. And he says, uh, the F war, and again, this guy has been negotiating with like big, big, <laughs> big dangerous people. He says, don't ever use the F war fair because he has been overused and he, he feels the other party that they're being unfair. So, it, you know, if you say, well, you know what? I think this is a fair price. He says that the F word triggers the other counterpart to think like, well, it's not about being fair. It's about being efficient and rational. So sometimes the word fair, he says that is being overused in negotiations and it should not be used because when you say, well, this is a fair price. Well, the market is fair. And you think about it, it's actually a very subjective word. Fair means what? But when you put numbers on it, then you see efficiency instead of fairness, to put it that way. Um, I hope this podcast um, is helpful just to create a little bit of more, you know, awareness of how we can make efficient negotiations. This is not about who has, you know, the control or the power. I'm just going to tell you in the world of real estate and any world, in the education world, anyway, uh, negotiation is, is basically becoming, it's always being a tool that we all need. But nowadays, negotiation is for everything because if you want to go ahead and, you know, get a better job, if you want to go ahead and even negotiate with, I try to negotiate all the time with my five-year-old. And I'm going to tell you, I have used this, um, this five negotiation tools and they have worked because, you know, when you're basically negotiating, if you can, if you're able to tell a five-year-old, you're going to do this because it's not going to make a and they listen. You're like, oh my God, that make my day. But anyhow, I hope you enjoy this uh, mini uh, podcast. Uh, next one that I'm preparing is going to be about inflation. And then I would like to discuss what's going on with the prices and everything as we see it, because we need to be prepared for what's coming like we always do. Thank you so much and have a good day.